Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning this episode of Nick Egan Times. On this episode, we had a fantastic guest. We have Luke Steele. Luke is an Australian musician, singer, and songwriter. Luke is the vocalist and primary songwriter of the alternative rock band, The Sleepy Jackson, and he's a member of the electronic music duo, Empire of the Sun. Luke just released his sensational and incredible new de- debut solo album called Listen to the Water. Welcome, Luke, and thanks for coming on the podcast, and congratulations to you on the new album. Thank you. Thanks for the intro. <laughs> um, how's it all been going over there? Yeah, yeah, it's good. I'm um, living the endless summer down in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, which has been great. Had to leave the centric farm, you know, for the summer to escape the wildfires. So, yeah, it's been good. Excellent. Um, and how has the pandemic affected you since it began, like personally and professionally? Yeah, God. where do you start? I think for me, it was, it was, um, it was kind of cool to at the start. Not it wasn't cool with everyone dying and getting sick, but um, I think just having all the family together and just for you know that first part was kind of you know I kind of enjoyed it not having to go on tour and 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 just be with the family. But then um, yeah, it got pretty heartbreaking when you know Australia was closed, New Zealand was closed, and it was just you know my dad was sick for a bit and. It was like, am I ever going to get get out of here, you know? Um, but, yeah, it kind of, you know, got me to finish the record and to, to, to reevaluate a lot of things. And so, yeah, a lot of changes, right, for everyone, you know? Yeah, 100%. That's great insights, too. Thanks for sharing. Um, all right, let's just jump straight into it. Tell me about the incredible new album, uh, Listen to the Water, and what was the motivation behind it? Yeah, I kind of, um, you know, I think before this record, I'd done an Empire record. I did the Dreams record with Daniel Johns, um, and then a H3000 record, which was another group I started. And I, I felt like nothing was breaking through the the fourth wall you know to people it kind of felt like you know the industry had sort of become so addicted to numbers and algorithms and and um so yeah i wanted to you know make a record that was songs that were on my heart and it was really quite personal with vocals being real dry real close and 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 see how that reacted you know to um yeah, just get things off my chest. And I think it kind of, I've said a few times in interviews, it sort of became like a a recording of my own personal therapy session with God. You know, sometimes you can talk to people about something forever, kind of like in America, you know, talking about politics or whatever, but um, nothing beats putting it down in a song. Yeah, that's great. And, um, well, how long did the album take? Like, how long did it take you to put this together? Like, I, right before the pandemic, I was in Nashville at right at the end there towards Christmas doing, I had a couple of tracks already then, so I did some pedal steel. 
and then 2020 was um you know some in LA and then moving to the farm where I did you know bulk of it and mixing and everything so yeah a couple of years which is yeah kind of fast in a way really when, when I think about it because um records are sort of like it giving birth to something you know you have to collect the stories like kind of like you go out and you collect the things you're writing about and then putting it all together and um yeah things just seem to take longer now now that we have this amazing technology and this really fast internet everything in the industry takes longer yeah, 100%. <laughs> in your own words how would you describe your music and especially the new album how would I describe it? Yeah. I guess it's just um, like, you know, time warp cowboy music or something. Excellent. Uh, what motivates you daily? What inspires you? You know, I'm funny. I, I kind of get inspired by a lot of different things from surfing new waves to trying you know incredible food to discovering you know different techniques of um you know throwing paint on the canvas or you know what would happen if i mix varnish with epoxy resin and put it on fire and yeah i'm inspired by all the unpredictable things that happen and creating something new, you know, I think something new that, you know, for people's ears, it's like a, it's like they've stepped into a new world that they've never heard before. I love that. I've always been inspired by that, finding something, finding the island, you know, that no one's been of sound. Brilliant. What's, what's been the best advice you've received? Um, well, there's been a lot of good advice, but um, I think like um, there's a scripture which says progress is the law of heaven. And I think it's sort of similar to when Einstein was, um, was talking about um, life and the best way to keep is like riding a bike the best way to keep your balance is to keep moving forward and I think um, you know that's some pretty good advice you've got to keep looking ahead or else the, you know the devil twists your mind and bend it and then before you know it you're you're washed up and you think you're a failure and it's all over and you know yeah, and that sure. can happen pretty quick, you know. Sometimes in a couple of days, you're you're like a ruined mess, you know. What um, and what advice would you give um to anybody young coming into the industry as well? I think it's that it's about you know perseverance and integrity, and you know they say even the snail reach the arc through perseverance 
um, Charles Spurgeon said that where a lot of the a lot of the kids now they got the handout you know it's they have the the handout to get paid or they they um you know they want the Lamborghini you know it's like you got to drive a Datsun 120Y and then you have to yeah it's funny it's interesting seeing the the culture how they um they was talking about money first up you know for for the amount of years I never ever to talk about money it's always about showing respect and um you know working with people older than you and stuff so yeah, yeah. That's, that's great take us back um what what was life like for you growing up um in australia and yeah what was that like it was great because my father's a musician so i grew up in pubs and clubs and the, and the classic australian beer gardens where in america that you know lots of beer garden you know like <laughs> they don't have beer gardens and it's like yeah and i love that you know it's kind of um i always saw his great wisdom going to these shows you know and he was the president of the blues club and he still is now so every tuesday would have 30 or 40 old blues musos back at the house so um I kind of, you know, learned a lot from these old guys just talking about riffs and guitars and pickups and whatever. Excellent. Um, tell me, take us back to Empire of the Sun. Obviously, that I guess catapulted your career. Um, what were the emotions like when um, the song started coming out and you started to get this momentum and it started hitting the charts? What was that like? And how did that change you personally and professionally at the time as well? It was funny because my daughter was born the week that Empire came out. So I think now we're probably like, we've got to get this record done and before I have a baby, you know, it's, it's going to change. So when literally the day it came out, she was born, Sunny Tiger. So, you know, I was quite... You know, preoccupied with that but no one can be ready for a song hitting the charts and becoming a worldwide hit i could just that's the wave that it just is unexplainable because all of a sudden it's just you know we're playing headlining festivals in you know lithuania and um all around the world and for me you know after spending so many years like in a caravan at the front of my parents house being dead broke it kind of changed my whole perspective of you know being actually being able to survive and live as a musician which was you know i was right on the point where the my parents and my you know father-in-law were kind of like you better you better bring in some bacon soon still or you're <laughs> you're out you're gonna have to get a real job you know i think that's that point where there's a threshold where you you've got to go for it and luckily it happened then because once once you get a bit older it's like got to give that dream away buddy <laughs> well, luckily it worked out amazing for you yeah thank god <laughs> i was listening to um 
walking on a gym the other day. It's such a banger. Like it's such a it's such a classic. Like I even hear it on the radio from time to time. Like yeah, it's incredible, mate. It is incredible. Yeah, uh, yeah. Still, still holds up. It's yeah, it's amazing to hear um, stories people have on that record as well. You know, from from getting married to yeah, it's it's quite amazing. It must be very humbling to. Yeah, I think when you realise, like I have those experiences with songs, you know, like, you know, we just had this big party for my my wife's birthday and we the sun was going down and we were in Santa Cruz and we had like this red wine and all this cheese on the, and crackers and on the beach and it was, and, um, you know, the soundtrack with that was Fleetwood Mac and certain songs playing and every time you hear it, it takes you there. So... I always kind of put myself in other shoes. Like when people say that to you, like your song, you know, I know what they mean. Amazing. Um, what, have you got any tours planned for the new album? Like, is, is anything on going on there? No, not yet. So, um, yeah, we're kind of looking into it. I'm starting to put it together, but yeah, not not right at the moment. How has the music industry since, I guess, you even just got into it and started um, building your career to where it is now, how much has it changed? It's changed so much. It's just, like, now it just feels like such a mess to me because okay. it's, um, yeah, it's, it's completely unpredictable about what has traction, what even is getting played it's yeah it just feels really quite odd you know how so much garbage can get so much traction you know it's um it's quite weird i find it really really strange yeah um and what what has given you longevity what's what what do you believe the catalyst that's actually given you the longevity to stay, I guess, in the game and in the industry for so long? Uh, I think um, humility and probably the, you know, something like the, yeah, I think it's kind of being humble and realising that you'd still, you know, can always grow, you know, in a way you're always a student. And you're always here to serve. So it's, and lately I've been thinking a lot about conduits, you know. I'm really just a conduit. And every person on the planet has their own special effects. And we're all given a special gift. Like you have a gift, I have a gift. And the gifts that I've been given, I have to honor, you know. So, that's my job is to just keep trying to serve that gift and be a conduit, you know? Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. I don't think that's absolutely spot on. You've traveled the world. Where's your favorite places you've been or you'd like to go to? I love, um, I love like Europe because it, you know, they really know how to do a breakfast, you know, at the hotel, it's the hams and the cheeses and the, it's just, 
you know, those places like Norway and Oslo and all that, it just doesn't get any better. But like Hawaii, I love going to Hawaii because it's just the water's so warm and, you know, the waves are amazing. Um, obviously being back in, you know, the motherland and New Zealand, you know, they're always my favourite places. But, um, yeah, it's just so many beautiful spots in the world, you know, from love all those Nordic places like Finland. And last time I, was, I played in um, Helsinki, right across from my hotel was a floating boat. And I, I think it was called the famous Aussie Bar. And they sold meat pies and Aussie beer and kangaroo burgers. Like, what are the, what are the chances of that, right? <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's yeah. crazy. That yeah. is crazy. Of course, there's going to be a you know Australian bar on the water in Helsinki, right? <laughs> oh, that's too good. Um, what are your hobbies and passions aside from music? What do you like to do in your downtime? I love surfing, like it's just, you know, it's the place of freedom, you know, and that quote, only you know, a surfer knows the feeling, it's true, because it's just, you know, the water's so powerful, it's like non-resistant, so it just has its own mind. I'm right into painting, like big canvases and stuff, throwing paint around and, and, and getting real messy. And 3D animation, that's my, uh, the last seven years since I played at the Hollywood Bowl and I couldn't get anyone to help me with um, animating. I kind of just, just dived into it. And now I'm, I'm an animator nerd. Cool. That's yeah. really cool. So yeah, all that kind of art and, and, and stuff, you know, they're like surfing and art and all that. So yeah. Superb. If you were 18 again and you could change anything, what would you change? Everyone always asks this and I always say, you know, I probably wouldn't want to change anything because the mistakes you make as an 18-year-old, they're what build you, you know. Sure. And I was such a mess then. I was like a hungry drug-fueled, alcoholic, Veruca salt monster, you know, that would, you know, want the whole world, want the, want the, you know, want the drink, want this, you know, it's just like a big fireball, you know, just who had an expiration date and it's like, I've got to go, I've got to go fast and hard and just charge at this. And, and I annoyed a lot of people broke a lot of things, destroyed a lot of hotel rooms and guitars and all that, but that created the drama and, and the, the, the thing that kind of, um, you know, molded me and, and brought out certain songs and this and that. So I wouldn't tell him anything, probably to listen to God a bit more. And the thing is, he probably wouldn't listen as well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're a funny man. <laughs> um, Luke, thanks for coming on the podcast. I do appreciate it. It's incredible, obviously, your journey today and the new album. And yeah, I wish you nothing but the best. 
Oh, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Great chat. Yeah, definitely. You're welcome.